Whatever this world can give to me, welcome to this week's edition of An Organic Conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships, and life itself. Even though it's still early in the year, some of us are dreaming of sunny destinations, or are looking forward to the summer and some exciting adventures ahead, or some of us might have some business travels coming up. Mark, for example, whatever this may be, this is the show for you. An Organic Conversation is going on the road today. Healthy travel, our episode this week. And in the next hour, we will share and discuss our best travel tips so you can keep your groove on the move. How to stay healthy, how to stay sane, how to stay nourished, and the most supported to make the absolute best of your journey wherever it may lead you. We're your hosts, Helga Helberg. Mark Bokehi. And Sita Rani Palomar. Well, from traveling around the world to traditions around the world, we read something interesting in Grist recently about a tradition that comes out of Italy where you can purchase a cup of coffee in advance for somebody who can't afford it. It's called Cafe Sospeso. And it literally means suspended coffee. Hmm. And it's a menu <laughs> item. You can go in and you can say, you know, I'll take one latte and I'll take one cafe sospeso. And what they do is they have a board outside that says how many cafe sospesos they have available for the day. So when you go in, if you want a cup of coffee and you can't afford the cup of coffee, you can actually just order one of those sospesos. It's a beautiful tradition and it's catching on. Now we see it all around the world, including at some cafes in the United States. It's brilliant and very heartwarming. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, what a great idea. I mean, giving, giving, giving. I, I live uh, <laughs> up in the Sonoma County and the Murphy's Irish Pub up there has a thing that I've seen for years where they have a board and you can buy, buy somebody a beer or a drink and it just sits up on the board until they redeem it. And so... So, you know, you'll see people and it says four beers for Mike or a beer for Lauren or something like that. And I always thought, you know, how great. You know, you're not even there, but you're still thinking of somebody and you could walk in and there'd be a coffee waiting for Sita or, or Helga or something like that in that case. And the Irish pub. Of yeah, course, but it's an Irish pub. Beer, yeah. 16 beer for Mark. Yeah, great. It reminds me of... Um, before they switched, before Bridge Toll in on the in, on the Golden Gate Bridge became you know four or five six dollars, and now they switched to electronic payment altogether. Actually, you can't pay anymore, in in many bridges throughout the country. But um, Golden Gate Bridge is one of them. You even if you wanted to, even if you don't have a a little you know automatic little payment machine in your in your car, um, they will photograph your license plate, and it's not a you know you don't get cited for it because you can't pay any other way. They send you um, what you owe them in the in the mail, and that somehow is less expensive than having people actually sure. taking your money, collecting when you cross the bridge. But um, I remember when I first came to the Bay Area um, with friends driving the Golden Gate Bridge, it was like two dollars or maybe three, two two or three dollars, really inexpensive, and. So we would pool our money together and we would invite the car behind us, even though we didn't know that car. And when you would drive up, it happened to me, of course, too, then people were sharing left and right. And you would roll up and they said, no, the car in front of you already paid. Mm -hmm. So you would chase that car in front of you. Or if you paid for the person behind you, you would be the one being chased. Mm -hmm. And it took, you know, all the way down Lombard Street into the city until often they had you. And then why? And you would just, you know, suggest because I can and, you know, I wanted to. And 
one one time the woman would were, ju- were jumping out of her car and gave me her little necklace and she said you understand the gift of sharing and i want to i want to share this with you wow. and it was like a little cross and so amazingly um powerful when we the gift of giving when we share that and i love that idea with coffee I would it's just it's so easy and to to know you don't know who's getting it right you know you contribute it it's like the good deed of the day mm-hmm. you do that with your coffee in the morning and then it's on the board it's like a community bank in a way it's just not cash it's you know mm-hmm. it's good yeah love yeah it. i would love to see it at more places and i liked what they said in the article on grist which is where we read about this was they said it doesn't take much to start this tradition you just sure. put it on the menu and then when people ask you tell them what the deal is sure. and over time, people will start making it a practice to yeah. buy coffee for someone in need. Yeah, and we had a show on that, right, Mark? You knew somebody who had a restaurant who actually pay what you or eat eat what pay, you can, pay, pay what, what you, you can, can, pay what you can. Mm-hmm. Restaurant. Um, when was that? I think it air? was March of March of last year, March of twenty thirteen. Yeah, if you that. missed that show, check great it show. out. Yeah, yeah, pay what you can. Restaurant, great concept. Same idea. You come in, you um, you know, pay what you can, or you pay more and allow somebody else to eat afterwards. Beautiful. And really the sweet beautiful. thing about that show, when you when you go back, when you listen to it, if you haven't already listened to it, is you'll find that that her idea started with an act of kindness as well at right. a farmers market. If you remember, where the farmer said, "Oh, you can't afford these strawberries. Here, can your can your yeah. daughter have these strawberries? Take them exactly. Take them. Go ahead and take them. I know. Yeah. And yeah. it was uh, there's so much. All there. starts with a little act of kindness. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. Thanks, Sita, for bringing that to our attention. Healthy travel, keeping your groove on the move, our topic today in this hour. <laughs> Why is that so funny, Mark? Keeping your groove on, on the, move. the move. It was actually it your, was title your title suggestion. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will share and discuss our best travel tips. Um, and, Mark, you travel so much throughout the year. So, there's lots to share, lots of things we learned the hard way and the good way, and from other people. But before we dive into that topic, as always, here's the update from the world of health and beauty. Here's Sita Rani Paloma, a.k.a. Chef Sita, and her holistic bite. Well, it's a new year, and in the new year, we like to start fresh. We're starting with an uncluttered mind. We would like to maybe also start with an uncluttered space, a place that allows us to keep our intentions for the year a bit better. So I want to talk about cleaning out your bathroom cabinets today. At least for me and for a lot of people I know, this is a place where things get stored and pushed to the very back, and you never know what you have in there, but you always know that you do not have enough space. And so here are three important reasons why making it a regular practice to clean out your bathroom cabinet would be beneficial. One, because it is a waste of space to have products in there that you don't use. Two, because products lose their effectiveness over time. Their power will decrease. Mm -hmm. And three, bacteria grows on things, particularly liquids or something that's more viscous rather than a powder, and things that you dispense with your hand like moisturizers. So on that topic, moisturizers, shampoos, and conditioners tend to be things that we have lots of. Whether we wanted to try this one because it had a different effect than that one, or somebody gifted us this and we didn't really like the scent, or we buy this particular one all the time and we have lots of little bottles, or lots of big bottles that only have a little bit of product left in Mm -hmm. them. If you haven't used it in a year, get rid of it. It's not doing you any good sitting in the back of your cabinet. If you want to use it, 
find a way to use it. And here's something that I suggest. When it comes to conditioners, if you have lots of little conditioners that you're not going to use, combine them. And you can actually use conditioner as a replacement for shave cream. So you can combine all of those scents. And if it turns out that it's something that is still pleasant to use, you can get a different use out of it. You can also take all of those little bits of um, product that you have left and transfer them into smaller bottles. I like to keep small travel size bottles at home because then I can take the products that I use in my home and transfer them into bottles that I can take on the road with me. Then they'll get used. I don't have to worry about the, you know, having lots of large bottles that are completely empty, just taking up more space in my cabinets. And as an alternative to that, if you still don't think you're going to use them, you can still transfer them into smaller containers. And hand them out to people who are who are in need. This is something that I learned actually when I was traveling in Peru because there were lots of kids and families who were asking for handouts on the side of the road and our tour guide who was Peruvian told us that you don't want to give them money. That's what she said. For whatever reason for their economy they don't appreciate you giving money to people in need but what they want you to do is give them things that they could use like the travel soaps and shampoos and conditioners that you get while you're staying in hotels those are great things to give to people who are on you know who are looking for some kind of handout so you can take all of your little bits of products left and transfer them into something smaller and find people who might be in need of them when it comes to cosmetics, these are not things that you should keep forever because they do lose their effectiveness, but more importantly, they grow bacteria. And so when it comes to liquids like mascara and liquid foundation, you only want to keep them for about six months. After that, you want to get rid of them. Powders last about two years, so you can get more life out of those. And if it's a natural organic product, you can call the company and find out. I'll bet it's compostable. When it comes time to toss it, you don't have to throw it into a landfill. And then also the other thing I like to bring up is bath oils because oils are really luxurious. You can use them for lots of different things. You use them for your makeup remover. You use them to give scent and and texture to your, your baths when you, when you soak in the tub. You can use them as moisturizers. But oils go rancid the longer they're exposed to oxygen and light. So if your oils start to smell like crayon that kind of like musty, waxy, it, it smells like a box of crayons. That actually means that the oil has gone rancid and you no longer want to put that in your body because as you absorb it, you're absorbing an oxidized fat and that's bad for your healthy cells. So get cleaning, declutter your life, find that you have a lot more space, a lot more peace of mind and a lot more time and space to dedicate to the things that are important. So that was this week's Holistic Bite. <laughs> Thank you, Sita. I love that because using the beginning of the year to go through those basic things, you can apply that to a, a, you know, a, a spice pantry as well. There are spices maybe that you haven't used in four years or five years. Not that they're necessarily bad, but I don't know. It's like the beginning of the year starting fresh, cleaning it out. Spring cleaning is coming up in April, and I'm sure we'll do a show about it. But, um, you know, just n n looking through your medications, looking through your even natural remedies, they all have an expiration date at one point. Even if they might not be bad for you, they do lose your effectiveness, as you said. And this is a good time to check because when you need them and you see, oh, this was expired two years ago, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't do, do you any good, good at that I moment. Know. And, uh, you know, Band-Aids get dirty, always shoved down to the bottom, you know. And so it's it's good. That's great. Kitchen cabinet, yeah, bathroom I mean, we cabinet. Keep, we keep a lot of products just in case, right? Or products that were gifts that we think we might use them one day. But it's just like you said, then when well, you need we'll it and you go for it, it really. or you forget about it, yeah. it's just it's not going to serve you. So buying smaller quantity of things or buying things that you can use for multiple purposes that you'll go through faster just makes everything a lot easier and a lot healthier. 
Well, and what one of the things that we've done around our house is we've moved those little uh, hotel soaps and shampoos and stuff out to our earthquake supplies. Oh, that's smart. So then nice. once a year we go through all our earthquake supplies. But that's because I would be bringing these things home and I realized I'd open the cupboard and then there would be 50 of these things yeah. that I thought I would use. And then we thought, oh, let's put them in the earthquake supply. And then that way we'll get a use out of them if there's an emergency and they're not cluttering up the cupboard. Yeah. Nice. And, you know, your liquid foundation, all that stuff. Well, which but I only use every day for six months. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> no more primer. No more of that primer for me. Our topic today is uh, healthy travel. And actually, with leftover soaps, um, I know that the W Hotel chain uses all the half-used stuff and either makes new things out of it or donates them to it's homeless donated. shelter. Yeah, it's donates donated. them to, to mm -hmm. homeless shelters. Um, beautiful. I think that's a great idea when you know, okay, this is just about to expire or has, you know, two, three months left. Can somebody else use it today? Because I most likely won't in the next, you know, half it's, year. It's brilliant. Yeah. And, I, and I've stayed at hotels that are starting to move to that place where they don't offer any bar soap and they don't offer any little oh, uh, yeah. little bottles of liquid. It's all in a Suspended, container on yeah. the wall in a, a dispenser. dispenser. And they have three different things. And so it just gets filled up out of bulk. And I love uh, it. It seems like a brilliant way to go. Yeah. Thank you, Sita. Yeah. yeah my pleasure. <laughs> You're with an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Ronnie Palomar. And our topic in this hour is healthy travel, keeping your groove on the move. That and more when we come back right after the break. Stay tuned. Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit earlsorganic.com. Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family-owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards Mendocino County award-winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Okay. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Healthy travel, keeping your groove on the move is our topic in this hour. We will share and discuss our best travel tips with you. So... You can stay healthy, sane, stay nourished, and the most supported to make the absolute best of your journey, wherever it may lead you to this year. And Mark, I want to start with you. I don't know many people who travel more for business and some for pleasure, but mm -hmm. um, than you, you really um, you know, are on the road as a top consultant in the produce retail field. You travel often. And I don't know how you do it, but you do have a whole regiment of little things and tips and tricks that you know that you apply that make it so different. And having traveled with you, I at least know the things I shouldn't do, <laughs> the, the do nots. Um, and it's it's interesting. It's a whole different world when you when you travel with a quote unquote professional traveler of what actually can be arranged and 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 adjusted so it fits you and supports you the most. Mm -hmm. um, Share a little bit in out of your world. How do you how do you sustain yourself? 
Well, you know, it's interesting because travel is simple, but it's also very difficult. And that seems like that doesn't make sense. But it really, if you plan, it really comes down to planning. And I've found that with planning, is it even comes down to choosing the hotel and what you're going to spend versus what you're going to get. And so for me, it's it's a hundred little things that if you think about them in advance and you plan your time and your resources around that, then you can make your life 100% easier. And often we have, in society, we've built ourselves. Now, I travel for a lot of business, but $10 or $20 here in the difference of a room could be the difference of you waking up rested or you being in, in, in better health just because of the choice you made. And if you think about it, where you spend $20, three cups of coffee or even a, an extra glass of wine at yeah. dinner or that type of thing, <clears throat> If you could wake up healthier or sleep better because of spending that extra $20 sometimes on a hotel because of the amenities they offer, it's well worth it. And because of the location too, right? I mean, we've talked about this. We talk a lot about staying healthy while you're traveling by Mm -hmm. keeping up with your exercise routine is Mm -hmm. one thing. Mm -hmm. So if you decide this hotel is $20 less a night, but this hotel doesn't have any kind of fitness center or, or any kind of or, pool. Because mm-hmm. I know, Mark, you do a lot of swimming. Right. So you're already kind of giving yourself a handicap there, right? Mm-hmm. You spent less, but you're actually going to lose less. You're going to sleep not as well mm-hmm. because you didn't get as much physical activity. Mm-hmm. Or the the more expensive hotel, maybe it's you know, $20, $30 more, it happens to be in the center of town as opposed to being on the outskirts. And then you're going to pay $40 a day in cap services, whereas if you would have strategically chosen a hotel, even if it was a little bit more expensive, you'd end up saving money. And psychologically, to walk out your hotel door as opposed to having to rearrange a cab or find a bus or get on a, a light transit rail or even if you're renting a car, deal with renting a car and parking and stuff like that. And we don't, you know, often it, we don't think that those things are big deals. But in a doubt, if you're in a city, in a metropolitan area, it that can you've be never a big, been before, maybe, you know? Yeah. yeah. And parking, I mean, just even in San Francisco, sometimes parking is not easy. And yet you go, oh, I'm just going to go to this restaurant. It's expensive. And it could be expensive and it could be. So those little things, see, you're absolutely right. Downtown, I just was in Portland, Oregon, and I stayed downtown. And we could walk to everything, you know, within a three-block radius, restaurants, anything we wanted to do, we could walk to. And that was in the winter. Well, and you mentioned that specifically with one bit of travel that you did recently where in this specific instance, you let your client book the hotel for you, Mm -hmm. whereas usually you book your own hotels because you know what to look for to make sure that you're taken care of and Mm -hmm. you can show up and do your best work. And what happened was they found a really great rate, but it wasn't near any restaurant. So at the end of the evening, when you got back to your hotel, you couldn't eat anything, right, you know? Right, right, right. Or I would have had to take a cab quite a ways away to get to a restaurant of my of my choosing. And in yeah. the end, you end up spending what you would have spent on a slightly more expensive hotel in an area where you could walk to mm-hmm. decent dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. And uh, when we prepped for the show, Mark, you were saying it totally depends on are you staying one night? Are you staying four nights? Are you staying, you know, five nights somewhere? Because at one point, not having your routine, like breaking it up for one night, you can prepare well, sure. you can work out before, um, maybe even the morning of your travels, you get to the new place. And, um, you know, one night, but after two or three nights, if you have an ongoing fitness routine or you do yoga or whatever you do, especially when you travel, actually, after flying, 
Um, so how far have you traveled? How long do you stay? And then what I would have never dawned on me, um, I'm, I'm with two co-hosts who actually rearrange their rooms when they, <laughs> when they get to a hotel. It's kind of fascinating. Uh, I, you know, it's the German mind. You, you, you pay for what you get, and then that's what you, you don't touch. It is what it is, and it's not. It's really fun to um, travel with these two guys because, uh, yeah, if, if the bed is not under the window and Mark wants it under the window because that's how he usually sleeps, he actually, I don't want to say remodels the room, but he rearranges the room. Um, where, where did you, like, how did you come up with that? Where, what gives you the freedom to just say the bed is wrong here? I'm a really light sleeper, and so <laughs> when I order a hotel room, I always order on the highest floor and off, like, street noise, especially if I'm in Chicago or someplace like that. And I was happened to be staying there, and this was several years ago, and I got in there, and I noticed that where my bed was, it just first of all didn't feel right, and then secondly, I noticed that I could hear <laughs> everything in the room next to me. But I thought, if I, well, if I just put it here, then my bed isn't next to my neighbor's TV or whatever noise is going to oh, be coming from there. Yes. And it changed my whole perspective because my bed, you know, it wasn't perfect for the way the room was laid out, but it was perfect for sleeping. Uh And so literally I changed it. And from that point on, sometimes I'll move the desk over to the window because I know I'm going to be spending three or four hours working on some client work in between jobs there. And I can look out the window then. And I just move things around. And I'm sure they're surprised that (laughs) (laughs) when they come in. But but I've never, you know, yeah, Yeah. I've never, uh, I've never, you know, ruined anything. I've just moved it around. I'm sure the maid is very surprised when she walks in my room sometimes. But that was a stay where you stayed several days. And, you know, if you you have your head next to the board where the next room, you know, has the TV mounted, Mm -hmm. those are almost conceptual mistakes in building the hotel. Often those things are not considered. How does the sound travel? Sure. Um, Or the seating area or, you know, there's a flow to a room that that directly has an impact of how we feel in the room. And it might not be the most logical thing, but it just feels right. It's mm-hmm. protected. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you have the fresh air, whatever it may be. Well, and I like what you said, Mark, about calling in advance and requesting things like sure. the highest floor and not on the street side mm-hmm. with the window. Helga, I know that you do that a lot too. When You, you like to get yeah. a lot of information from the hotel before you go. Things like, do you have a sports partnership where I could go visit a, a, a partnering gym, or what kind yeah. of pillows do you offer? Yeah, that's that's a big one for me. If the pillow is too high, my neck gets crooked, and then I need to build something out of towels. And I found, <laughs> actually, that most hotels offer at least one alternative to the pillow. Feather or... And yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody, you know, in the first night, I said, you know, there's only one, one pillow available. They opened a pillow and took out stuffing and had it re-sewn by the, by in, in-house. And the second night, I had the perfect pillow that I wanted. Hotels are willing to do way more than we think. And checking those things ahead of time, right? How warm are your blankets? You know, can I have a second one or can I have a lighter one? I, I'm a hot sleeper. Can I have a spring blanket? They can actually prep your day, uh, your, your room for the day you arrive exactly the way you want it. There's way more menu options than we are actually aware of. Heaviness of blanket, size of pillow, you know, how, how loud is the elevator? And I need a room that is, you know, at least six rooms removed from the elevator because every night if you hear the bing, uh, I'm I am a light sleeper too. I can hear that. I wake up from that, and or the ice machine, right? 
those things you can really plan ahead and reserve the room you want. Ideally, if you know the hotel, that's better, but you can ask those things in advance, higher floor, away from the street, all those things. And all of those things will affect your next day, whether sure. your next day oh, is performance because you've got to go meet with a client because <coughs> you're on business travel and you need to be at your best, or you're there exploring and you want to make the most of this trip that you're taking to see a new city and to have a new adventure. It's important to think about these things in advance because it will affect the next day. If you don't have good food options and you don't have a good exercise access, you're going to eat fries, you're going to sit on your butt the whole night watching television, you're not going to sleep well, and you're going to wake up and your day is going to be ruined. Yeah, there's almost nothing else to do, right? If you don't have a few blocks and if you travel in winter and it's cold and you know that, you know you most likely you you will be tired from traveling. You're in a different time zone, most likely. Um, it's maybe not the same climate or it's too cold to go out. You will end up in your room isolated or at the bar drinking you know, a drink or, or watching TV. Those are basically the two options you have. And there's way more you can plan ahead, even especially around food. And we'll come to that in just a minute. You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Our topic in this hour is healthy travel, keeping your groove on the move. Um, we are sharing our best and hottest travel tips so you can stay healthy, stay sane, stay nourished and most supported. And we will dive into another layer of what that can mean for your travels this year when we come back right after the break with more. Stay tuned. Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Study at one of four locations in California and Colorado or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. NextSpace brings together a professional, collaborative workspace with a warm, supportive community. It's a place where you can do your very best work. And now, NextSpace is introducing NextKids, a workspace that also provides great on-site child play care. Hi, I'm Diana Rothschild, founder and chief mom of NextKids. We believe that you can be a better parent and produce better work when you seamlessly integrate work and life. We're better together. Join this conversation at nextkids.us. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Healthy travel, keeping your groove on the move. The topic in this hour as we are sharing our best travel tips with you. There's a whole world that can make travel more fun and more supportive. And I learned it the hard way, as most of us have. Um, in the first part of this show, we talked about asking for a lighter bedding if you know you're a hot sleeper, even in winter. Um, asking for a different pillow size, asking for exactly the room you want, highest floor away from the street, away from the ice machine, away from the elevator, because the elevator might make that famous ping every time somebody comes up. Um, I learned actually to go further than that um, through working and traveling with my two co-hosts, Mark and Sita, um, 
And Sita, I think it was your idea, or the first time I saw it and it really hit me was traveling with you. You actually asked the hotel to clear out the minibar. <laughs> Minibars are kind of funny <laughs> to me because, first of all, they're a fortune. Everything is overpriced in there, but sometimes they're weighted. <clears throat> and so if you come home with leftovers and you want to put it in there, you may not be able to arrange it, rearrange to make room for it. And even if you do rearrange to make room for it, you're adding a weight and then it charges you. It's just all too confusing. So because I'm really, you know, I, I like to eat food that supports me. I just ask them to clear out the mini bar so that I have a refrigerator that I can stock with the foods that I want. I can pick up whatever snacks or whatever breakfast items or tea or whatever I need to stock that refrigerator so that when I wake up in the morning, I can have something in the room. Yeah. And I mean, so, and, and I often check with that and most hotels have some small refrigerators that they're willing to put in your room. In addition to the mini bar, if they don't want to clean yeah, if, it out. Yeah, if they right? don't want to clean it out, they're willing Absolutely. to do that. And, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> You're talking about food. I've often wondered what TSA must think about when they take pictures of my suitcase because, I, you know, I carry sweet potatoes with me. I've got, you know, <laughs> certain, <laughs> I've got certain things because on the very first day, if you're depending on how you're traveling, I tend to try to leave later for East Coast flights because that way I've got a full night's sleep before I even get on the road. Uh -huh. And then I get in there and I'm not going to go to bed till midnight anyway or, or one o'clock because of the different time change. But I know because of that, that means I either have to rely on the, the, the breakfast menu. And so often now I pick hotels that have like a kitchenette and I bring a sweet potato with me and I bring some protein powder. And I bring all the little things, and I bring my own coffee and a coffee cone. And so basically, when I wake up that first morning, I have something that I know is going to completely support me and that I'm going to be happy with. Yeah, sweet potato and protein <laughs> powder. I'm glad you have not made breakfast for me yet while on the road. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Um, Apples, satsumas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, I, oh, really I have talking. a little cornucopia in my in yeah. my suitcase, and <laughs> along with the coffee exactly the way I want it, and a drip filter. And then I start my day. I mean, I could add eggs to a sweet potato yes. or something like that. And then I've got a, I've got protein, and I'm starting with some complex carbohydrates, and it's warm and, you know. Right. So, yeah. I, I love this topic because you're thinking about what you're going to eat. And, you know, food is what sustains us. It, what, it is what nourishes us. It's what allows us to be our best. Mm -hmm. If we don't eat well, we don't perform well, we don't enjoy ourselves. So on this topic, I like to talk about what to order off in-room dining to make sure you get a good meal. Because sometimes you're stuck with very few options that are not going to keep you satisfied. There's the burger, there's the, you know, I mean, the there's a burger, five classic fried wings. And a grilled wings. cheese that's and a right. pasta primavera. Yeah, and yeah. like, that's, that's yeah. about Caesar it. Caesar salad with chicken without chicken and some some fried chicken wings. That's really the standard hotel menu in most, Pretty in most much. cases. Yeah. So the Caesar salad, this is the thing that I like. Talking about bringing sweet potatoes mm -hmm. or avocado, for example. Which I've done. Mm -hmm. I like to travel with avocado because then I can call – or not travel with <laughs> avocado. They probably have avocado. But what I can do is every restaurant has a Caesar salad. Every restaurant has olive oil and, and lemon juice. So you can call down and say, I want a Caesar salad. And I would like to add avocado and instead of the dressing, olive oil and lemon juice. Mm -hmm. And you can leave the Parmesan on if you want, but it's it's way more nourishing than whatever soybean oil, sure. modified sure. cornstarch that they put into their dressing. So just sure. thinking about what things do I know they have in the kitchen, do I know they're going to have on the menu that I can tweak slightly to make sure that I eat well tonight. 
Yeah, and breakfast is kind of that 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 sacred cow for me because you know you can always go out for dinner somewhere else still, or you know combine that or pick something up that you can bring into the hotel room. But waking up, not having slept well, and then having no real breakfast but a, a black tea that is you know we don't want to name brands, but the 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 worst quality black tea. It's basically the dust. It doesn't get you anything, and and some real sugar because there's no honey. It's like it's the worst start after a pretty bad night, right? Without exercise before, so you you know you're not gonna enjoy the day on the same, you know, excitement level and 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 physical and mental health level than before. So breakfast and yes, you can bring protein powder and sweet potatoes, <laughs> or avocados, um, both. Difficult to travel with, but Not that little package of granola, even you don't need to bring the whole package. If you know it's two days, I can make portion sizes and Ziploc bags, sure. right? It's dry. You can add soy milk that you can find in little travel pouches or often Those little septics are nowadays, great yeah. yeah, and nowadays hotels do offer a milk alternative or yes. you you know have definitely have milk if you do dairy and you have your granola that you're used to from home. It's a real breakfast. You can, you know it's like it's it's that feeling of comfort because you know what you're eating and it's your organic favorite granola and you add some milk to it and you're you, at least you have that, right? Well, and I know Helga, you're Beautiful. a big proponent of <clears throat> Finding out what's in the neighborhood, particularly you look for health yes. food stores that have organic options. Mm -hmm. so I was that just you saying that, yeah. In exactly. addition, exactly. If you don't, if you come home and you you found something in the city that you bring home into your room, great. But check with the hotel if there is what is on the menu of the hotel, what is in the direct neighborhood if there's a health food store, or call the health food store and see if they deliver. It's actually interesting that, you know, Whole Foods, other health food stores around the, the neighborhood, um, or there's a delivery service in most large cities, even if you pay $8, $8 more or so, they deliver any grocery list to you. And to order something in your hotel room from outside the hotel is another concept that most people are not aware of, that I wasn't aware of up until a few years ago, where you can order anything into your hotel room. It's absolutely normal to, um, whether it's a health food store or a, a healthier dinner from a restaurant that delivers, to have that be brought to the lobby and then brought up to your room. You don't have to stick with the hotel menu. Huge freedom, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what are some other tips that you guys have come up with over the years that uh, things you like to bring to yeah. just make your experience, you know, I mean, I'm asking you now. You, right, right. The, the simple stuff for me is always like, what is the most comforting? And other than sports, I love taking baths in hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. And so if there's a bathtub available, bringing a little bit of essential oil, mm -hmm. just a few drops. I mean, the bottles are, you know, they weigh yeah. nothing. Um, you just need four little drops of, of lemon eucalyptus oil and you can soak for 20 minutes. That makes such a difference. You sleep sure. better. Sure. Um, it's good for your, you know, bronchial health after flying and climate changes. It's antibacterial, antiviral. So that's really, that's beautiful and that's so easy to do, mm -hmm. to have that in your mm -hmm. travel kit. And I know you like to bring Epsom salt sometimes too. Yes. Because that helps well, to relax your muscles <clears throat> sure. and you'll get a better night's yeah. sleep. Yeah, when I fly, I often fly back to Europe to see my folks. So th those are 13-hour flights. And Try not to do those too often, but when it's necessary or when the time is right, um, yeah, having that first night doing a little bit of stretching after the flight and then an Epsom salt bath and the first really 10 hours sleep, 
oh, it's, it sets the tone for the entire week. Beautiful. Sure. Yeah. sure. Well, and that's something that I'm a big fan of, too. When I land, I try and find a place that has a spa of some sort. And sure. not like I'm going to go over the top, but I just want to get I want to get in some water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to get maybe a sauna just to kind of warm up and, and sweat out any toxins and just totally relax my body before I go to bed and start my next day wherever I am. Sure. I always travel with a yoga mat. Sure. I fold up my yoga mat and put it at the bottom of my travel suitcase. Perfect. Or if I mm-hmm. don't, if I have an extra carry-on, then I mm-hmm. can carry it in my in my yoga bag. Mm-hmm. But um, I always take a yoga mat with me because, and I always have playlists on my phone for yoga and meditation to do in the room oh, because it's essential for idea. me to yeah. stretch and and also to get my practice in and my pranayama and my breathing and a little bit of exercise and I have everything I need if I have my mat and, and some music and meditation. On that note, actually there are now apps. If you do have a smartphone um, or some computer access while you travel, there are now apps that guide you actually to a practice. You don't need to just bring the music and then make it up yourself, but if you have some kind of stretching practice or want to start yoga or already into yoga, um, as a really great, relaxing, good for your body after flying practice, um, there are now apps where they offer you, you know, 20 minutes, and yeah. it's a person on camera guiding you through. It's simple. You can pick the length of the time, and it's really easy. They're free or they're a dollar, and you have a teacher in your room, basically. Right. I, I really like my Yoga Minute, actually. It was started by somebody here locally in San Francisco, and there are a lot of big-name yoga yoga teachers who've done mini videos for My Yoga Minute, including Pequinoso, who we had on the show a couple years ago. Mark, I want to hear your tips because I know you've got the things that nobody would even think of that make the world of difference. Sweet potatoes. (laughs) Sweet potatoes, right. (laughs) Right. And what was that? Your pranayana? Pranayama. 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 that one. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Well, how I take care of my pranayama is, um, well, there's really... I have unique things in my suitcase. Like I've got clips to put on <laughs> clips to put on the, the curtains because often the curtains don't close completely. And if you got in late and then sunrise comes up, then you're then you don't have a dark room. I happen to like a dark room. So I put clips on my curtains. So smart. And then I know I'm not gonna be dealing with the morning sunlight if it's not gonna be an early day. You know, as I said, my coffee stuff. I bring earplugs just oh, in case. Always. You know, right? And I make sure that they're earplugs that actually work because not everyone works that you buy. And so those types of things. I also bring, I also come in, and if I'm going to be there more than a couple of days, I actually unpack my whole suitcase because it creates a different vibe in the room when you're actually going to a drawer to pick out clothes and things like that. You're actually settling in. And, you know, I have little, I have just little types of things that actually create a space for me. You're, you're creating a space. And whether it's a picture of someone that you care about, whether it's your favorite music, when I iron my shirts in the morning, because that's my routine is to iron, is I've got a certain ironing groove tunes that go on <laughs> that I'm working it. from, you know, and it's not yoga music, but it's just kind of music that I know is going to kind of get me up and going and get into that Zen ironing thing. Yeah. And, you know, also... I would recommend that if you travel at all and you find that you like something and it really worked for you, is to stick with that. Because a certain hotel chain or a certain bed and breakfast or a certain things, if you know that you're going to be going to a city mm-hmm. and that works for you because of the food they offer, because of the Location. exercise they offer, because of the way the bed feels, because of the pillow options, that is worth all the money that you could possibly spend because of all the reasons that we brought up. And 
then they get to actually know you or, you know, sure. or have a profile on you or something like that. So I walk into a lot of hotels. They've already got me on the high floor. They've already got me with a feather pillow. They've already, you know, those types of things that we've all been bringing up. And then I'm not wondering, okay, what's the room going to be like, sure. right? There's some consistencies that can really make your travel a lot better. Great, yes. Healthy travel, keeping your groove on the move. Um, lastly, I think many hotels throughout the country are now offering bikes. And if you don't travel in winter, what a fun way. You check in, you put your socks in the in the drawer, even if you <laughs> your wife is not with you, you can still ask, honey, where are the t-shirts? Even though nobody answers, but make it as homey as possible. Will. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, and then get on a bike for a couple hours and just zip around, right? You get the exercise. You see more than walking. It's it's better after sitting all day in a plane um, than, you know, sometimes walking around is, is a little tiring too. So it's this, this perfect blend of fresh wind. You get to see much of the city in two hours on a bike, um, a much greater area for sure than on, on feet. It's easier on your feet. You don't need to walk around. Um, and hotels offer that feature for free at this point. Um, I also, uh, to, to finish up with that, um, let them know that I don't want room service, even if I'm there for five days. These are hotel rooms that are cleaned twice a day usually, and um, when I bring in my energy, I don't need to have somebody, you know, six hours later or 12 hours later already clean it all out again. Right, right. So if I do there for two, three, four nights, I say, you know, really, I don't want anyone in there other than me. It's right. clean enough. And if I need some few new towels, I let them know. But sure. other than that, um, it, it's, it really makes it a little bit more home feeling. Um, yeah, I'm the same quite, way. I don't, quite I don't, nice. No, no one, no. They ask me every day, are you sure? Yes, I am. Yes, I know. <laughs> like, no service. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, no service. service. That's exactly <laughs> it. They don't get in my room for days. Uh, healthy travel, keeping your groove on the move. Um, our topic in this hour, we shared our best tips, and I think we should write a little blog about it and great put idea. it up. Really great There's idea. lots of packed of good mm -hmm. <laughs> Travel tips. After years of traveling in different destinations and different trips with different lengths, from within the state to throughout the country to internationally, all good things to keep in mind. Um, this is an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Bouquet. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Coming up next is the update from the world of produce, what's in season. But before we hear what's going on there, um, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family-owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards Mendocino County award-winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. It's a game, and so is work. And just like any game, sometimes your team is in a slump. Maybe it's a new team. Maybe there's conflict. Maybe you're under pressure to keep up with your own success. Whatever it is, it is time to get your game face on. The ultimate game of work combines game design with executive coaching to create high-engagement workplaces. Boost your team's creativity and performance by designing the game you want to play and win together with the ultimate game of work. Enticed? Learn more at ultimategameofwork.com. 
Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit earlsorganic.com. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Wilkay. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Keeping your groove on the move. Healthy travel, our topic in this hour. We shared our best and most successful travel tips with you of how we keep our groove on the move. Um, Sita, you had a couple more. Yeah, and they're actually, they're not mine. They're just... There are things Nothing I've heard from Mark over time that just make all the difference to me. Mark told me once before, he travels with resistance bands. They roll up like this small. They're, I mean, very, very small, like Super the size light. of your fist, basically. And they weigh next to nothing. And you can wrap them around the door frame or the bedpost or whatever it is. But it will give you a really good workout because you can just take it with you and recreate whatever your exercises yeah, in your maybe room. Not everyone might know what a resistance band is. It's like an oversized rubber band band for human use. It's like a big rubber band where you can push against and resistance. Yeah, you create resistance to, to work build out, muscle. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, put them around the doorknob or around the bed yeah. And just the move bed your frame. arm up mm-hmm. and down yeah. and whatever. And then the other thing, and I loved this because I do a lot of travel to different time zones, and that is make a fruit bowl for your room. Because Different time zones require different snacking patterns. This right. is the oh, way you explained it to me, tip. and it made all the sense in the world. It's you, you get there and you're hungry, but it's like 11 p.m. and you already ate and you go and to and bed you're confused, and you wake and up at four in the morning starving, exactly. right? Because you, exactly. you, in your time, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and it's four o'clock at night, and yeah, you're yeah. so hungry and there's nothing available, and then you do start eating whatever is there. Even the, mini <laughs> yeah, even, even the minibar. Even the minibar. Unless you were smart enough to yeah. clean it out beforehand. <laughs> Flowers is a nice touch. If you're there for several days and you do shop a little bit for your room, I often just put a little bouquet of flowers in my room and it changed the whole vibe oh. of the room. Oh, great. I've never done that for my that. room. <laughs> Good this idea. year I'll for Eco Farm. There That's you go. Right. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm Helga Helber. I'm Mark Bouquet. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Healthy travel, keeping your groove on the move, and we will consolidate all these amazing travel tips uh, into a blog. You can follow us on facebook.com forward slash an organic conversation. And of course, all shows are available on our new website, anorganicconversation.com. Check it out. Let us know what you think. And we're also streaming on TalkStreamNetwork.com if you want to see how we can shoot sweet potatoes with resistant band through the studio. That <laughs> yeah. sounds like a new game. Or like Mark's it. Produce Shirts. It's radishes go. today. It is and that radishes. brings us to what's in season, the update from the world of produce, live from the produce docks. Mark, what's in season? Well, you know, we've been talking about travel and a lot of your food is traveling now. And, you know, we all, you know, we always talk about supporting local, you know, a lot of our listeners have written in how much they want to support that. But really, it's, it's February, right? If you're eating kale, if you're eating, if you're eating cucumbers, if you're eating tomatoes, any of those types of things, it's probably traveling from someplace that isn't that close to you right now. 
Um, and so, uh, you know, as always, for What's in Season, we have Earl Herrick, the voice of the San Francisco produce market from Earl's Organic, on the line with us to talk about where a lot of our food is coming from and how it actually gets to and fro. Earl, are you on the line with us? Yeah, I'm right with you guys. To how you doing? To and fro. Hey, Earl. Good to have you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Earl, um, right now, it's it's the beginning of February Uh, we still see cucumbers in the store. We still see tomatoes. We still see, you know, packaged salads. We still see lots of these items, but most of them aren't probably being grown near your, near your local store. What's going on out there? Yeah. Yeah. The vast majority of, of, of what we're we're seeing on the produce stands now in the last couple months has, has shipped from a long, a long way. You know, what's great about the success of organic, um, industry is that it's, it's provided it's, it's it's the demand and that's provided some very successful growers and, and small growers growers of all types to to search for areas to grow the product year round. And this time of year, other than a very small group of local uh, and the very specific items like cabbages and greens, which some local growers can winter over meaning that they were uh, seeded, uh, planted in the fall, and grown very slowly because the climate is cold, but it will have some very limited production out of your local regions, very, you know, cabbages and greens. Most of everything is coming from either the California desert, Arizona, and Mexico. Um, And you can expect, uh, well, as you've been seeing all year round, pretty much anything you want, Uh, greens, broccoli, cabbages, um, and as we get later, I think right now in, in February and March, we're going to see more zucchini, and pretty soon we're going to start seeing some melons. All that's coming out of areas that have been hooped, meaning they're, they're hmm, uh, greenhouse types. Now, hoops are, are just exactly what it sounds like. They're hoops that are spread over crops with uh, plastic over, which uh, you know gets that uh, sun temperature gain and uh, it, uh, it it allows products to grow like cucumbers and so, so Earl, what does that mean what does that mean pretty much what we always do and what house tomatoes what does that mean for the market <laughs> you know what does that well, mean for you know your buying what does that mean for the quality that's in the stores all those types yeah. of things you know I mean we're all shopping yeah. we just pick it up we have it we have our routines but what is mm-hmm. that what, what is it how's it really affecting us well, you know, it's been going on now for 15, 20 years. In the, I mean, in conventional farming, but it's been going on for decades. This is about 15, 20 years, and lots of angles have been worked out. But still things occur. There's uh, 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 cold snaps that can freeze and, and create limited supply. But mostly it's going to add a day or two on transportation, or it could be three and four, because now if we're shipping to New York and the East Coast, mm. it's going to take three to four days to get over there. So you could see a little bit of decline in quality, but mostly you don't. Um, you will see some higher prices, which transportation is, is, is going to add, and sometimes it, the supply will always affect the price. So if there is a, is a snap, so, uh, you can look, look at the newspaper when it gets up below freezing in the desert, and it does get there. There could be some uh, damaged product, lower supply, higher price. 
So Earl, talking about tomatoes, right? It's such, it's one yeah. of those items where there's almost a religion around it. Um, there are yeah. songs about it, homegrown tomatoes. Um, <laughs> I I know the phrase that in March, just don't buy a tomato; it will never be good. It sounds yeah. like that is no longer true, even though it might not have the same flavor as you know late September, October, beautiful homegrown tomatoes. Of course, uh, or maybe um, it might not have that flavor profile, but you can get an absolutely wonderful tomato now in March, right? Well, no. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, that was this week's edition. <laughs> Thanks, can, Earl. Definitely there's better production going on. But I, I think Mark and I will both concur that, you know, tomatoes will be eaten uh, July, August, September, October. Now, you, the production is good. You're going to get some very good-looking tomatoes, and you'll get some flavorful ones. And uh, if you need a tomato, you're going to be able to find it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. Why don't you guys finish up? Yeah. <laughs> well, Helga, well, so just to be, in all fairness, Helga, the, the availability is much, sure. is much stronger now. <laughs> Uh, a lot of your cherry tomatoes in the winter, some of those coming from Baja um, that we've those seen. Those are quite for, good. Those are those have are very good flavor. Yeah, but y- that's you, what I mean. But you were showing that you were <laughs> you were holding up uh, some hothouse tomatoes, and a lot of your slicing tomatoes, they're they're just okay. They're serving a purpose to be a tomato at this time of year. So sure. you happen to ask two people who are very opinionated on on produce. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and, you well, know no that figure. question. <laughs> Other people might have said yes, they're just as good as you as you want, but we don't. Earl and I aren't going to sure. agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Earl, just um, lastly, it's it's yeah. a good season. We you know we've got steady supply, and um, you know this is what's going to get us through until probably. Mm-hmm. What April May right before yeah, we start April, getting some May, local stuff again? Know, it is so weather dependent and it's hard to uh, forecast. But yeah, you know, as growers, but they're obviously forecasting. They're three, four months out, and and they're they're starting to plant now, and they've started planting. And the coastal areas will get production first because it's the most mild. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a good year. There's good production. Uh, quality has been good. Um, you know, we're just always looking for more rain. But so this time of year, if, if you're in California and you want to specifically uh, buy California product, they're, they're mostly they're, they're stem tags on a lot of product, which will actually state if, uh, the uh, country of origin. So That's keep your eye out on that. Perfect. Well, thank you, Earl. As perfect. always, what a pleasure having you on the show. And in next thank week, you, we'll ask you to join us again. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. We're looking forward to it. Thank Thanks, you, Earl. Earl. Take care. Man, Great. what a packed hour. Yes. I am inspired to do some healthy travel and to with some healthy produce. With some healthy produce <laughs> that's on the on the move as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. That was this week's edition of Inorganic Conversation. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.